How healthy is your breakfast? What if you could add a nutritious boost to your morning smoothie and stave off hunger cravings late at night? This is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 365, Smoothies and Silent Workouts with Blender Bomb CEO, Helen Hall. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My guest today is a plant-forward health enthusiast and the founder and CEO of Blender Bombs, the only nutrient-dense smoothie boosters in the U.S. Blender Bombs were born out of her need to curb late-night cravings and satisfy her sweet tooth while keeping her health in mind. Three years and many product tests later, you can now find Blender Bombs in Whole Foods, World Markets, and Thrive Markets. And now, here is my interview with Helen Hall. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to hear your story of health. This is one that I know that everyone has kind of their own personal health journey and weight and reasons why they you know, decide to focus on being a healthier version of themselves. So what kind of sparked for you this desire to, to live a healthier lifestyle? Yeah, so it's gone back and forth for me over the years. Growing up, I never really had an issue with it. Not necessarily health, but weight, just because I was super active, as most kids are. And then when I went to college and I stopped all the activity, but kept up my poor eating habits, I gained a ton of weight. And I did, you know, the fad diets after fad diets, trying to figure out what would actually work, you know, falling into the marketing trends, believing everything I read and just trying it all out. And what I found was even if a fad diet did work for me, it didn't work long term. So it would work in the short term, but it wasn't like a lifelong thing that I could do. And then one day I went to my doctor and I was like, Carl, I am always hungry at night, especially I'm always craving food. I'm always thinking about food and I feel completely controlled by food. And that's when he explained to me what fiber was, what a mostly plant-based diet is and how important it is to get every amino acid and fatty acid through nuts and seeds. So I started adding a wide list of nuts and seeds to my smoothies every morning. And I truly believe that the smoothie is what curbed my my cravings. So after about a week of having a smoothie with, you know, a ton of fiber and nuts and seeds, I stopped thinking about food and I stopped feeling like food was controlling me. And that was one of my big stepping stones towards eating mostly plant-based. I tried 100% vegan. I tried just vegetarian. And what I've landed on and what I'm really happy with right now is what I call 80-20 plant-based. And it's where I intentionally strive to eat mostly plant-based, mostly plant-based, you know, at least 80% of what I eat throughout the week is totally plant-based. Yeah, that's great. I, mean, I went uh, vegan about 10 years ago. And so I know the kind of that journey of dancing around with all kinds of plant-based options and smoothies are definitely uh, a central role in my diet. I, I love my smoothie, which is what I want to get to today because you have an awesome company called Blender Bombs. Yay. And it's one that uh, my wife is a huge fan, by the way. Uh, she, I've, I've already ordered more just for her. But um <laughs> That's so sweet. I, I want to hear kind of the story of why you created Blender Bombs. And I think you just touched on part of it just now, but let's kind of dig into the, you know, the rationale for making this company. Right. So for anyone who doesn't know, a Blender Bomb is a two tablespoon sized ball. Think of like an energy ball that is full of chia seed, hemp seed, black seed, walnuts, pecans, dates, almonds, aloe, and a little bit of organic honey. And so what I was doing was, you know, opening up 10 different bags every day, spending over $200 at the grocery store on nuts and seeds. And it took me about 15 minutes to make my smoothie. And once I got into the real world and I started having to wake up early and to work and make and be productive, I was like, this is not efficient. I cannot keep doing this because 
what's going to happen is I'm just going to not make a smoothie because I'd rather go through a drive through and get something. So that's when I had like this light bulb to roll all of those ball, those nuts and seeds into a ball. And that's how the blender bomb was born. So I was a personal trainer um, and I started giving it to my clients because I also noticed that they had an issue with committing to smoothies because of the time commitment. So having this blender bomb was productive. It's very cost effective and it's really good. It just makes it easy. Yeah, I mean, that's really kind of the advantage there. I think that with a lot of the smoothies that I've made, you just touched on the idea of a lot of money at the grocery store. Like that's one of the bigger issues for a lot of people who decide like, you know, I want to eat organic food. I want to eat a lot of healthy food, a lot of raw produce. And all of a sudden their bill is extraordinary. And so I I love that like the focus here is getting the fiber, getting the nuts and seeds, uh, but doing so in a way that's not going to cost you a million dollars when you buy your food. Right. And if I want to spend a million dollars on food, it better be efficient. And right. those individual bags is just not efficient. So let's talk about guys, the lifestyle of what it would be to incorporate smoothies and blender bombs into your day. Because I know you mentioned this idea of kind of curving your cravings. Um, how does that play? And do, are this a morning smoothie for you? Is this a nighttime smoothie? Or what does it look like to incorporate uh, these different nutrients for you? So I've tried intermittent fasting. I've tried not intermittent fasting and eating six times a day. And what I've landed on is just eat when I'm hungry. Most of the time, I'm not hungry until around uh, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock is, you know, I just actually, before we got on this call, since it's 11 o'clock, I Uber Eats my smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks like, you know, breaking my fast with a smoothie. I've always thought that it's really important to break your fast with a smoothie if you can, because the blender already does a lot of the breaking up for you. And so what you've got is like a liquid fiber. Like this, just this liquid drink of every amino acid, every fatty acid. It's a complete protein. There's fruits in there. There's vegetables in there. And that's the first thing that you nourish your body with on an empty stomach in the morning after coffee, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah, that's a great start to your day. And what I noticed is once I added those natural sugars in, I stopped craving fake sugars. Once I added the natural carbs in, I stopped craving the fake or the, the pizza carbs, you know, and I definitely still have that stuff but it, it doesn't control me. Those cravings do not own me anymore. Yeah, it's interesting because I just had a guest on this show talking about intermittent fasting. It's one thing that I've been kind of testing out myself. And yeah. a big part of that is trying to figure out how to make sure you don't get that hangry feeling of just like, I'm going to die if I don't eat this certain kind of food. And so it sounds like you've kind of found a healthy mix there of, of delaying your, your, your food until later in the morning, but then you're having kind of those the healthier nutrients right away. Right. And intermittent fasting works for a lot of people. It definitely has worked for me, but I don't like being hungry. So (laughs) intermittent fasting only says wait till 12 or one o'clock, but I feel great breaking my fast at 11. But I also don't do a lot of high intensity exercise. I do very relaxing, like meditative um, exercise. I guarantee you that I would eat, eat earlier if I did a lot more exercise. Yeah, I've seen a definitely a correlation there between the more that I work out, the more that I want to eat, which makes sense. But I think that also plays into like how like, the kinds of foods that you're choosing. So I know that if you're like leaning on a smoothie as your breakfast food, you're you know breaking the fast food in the day. That's a healthier choice. But for a lot of people, that if they delay eating too long, the first things they reach for are going to be the things that aren't as healthy. Like, how do you make sure that I guess throughout the day that you have prioritized making sure that when you do eat, you have like healthy foods around you? So I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and we actually, it's funny that you say this, your podcast is all about productivity, right? Mm-hmm. And so I own a smoothie business and I still 
started another company, a smoothie bar, because I didn't want to make my own smoothies. My so <laughs> Uber eats a smoothie every day. Um, and that I know is one thing that makes it really easy. We also sell something called prepped cups, which is the entire smoothie except for the water and ice. So if I'm not able to Uber eats a smoothie, I will um, just pour the smoothie in the blender, add water and ice and go because it's convenient. But we also have a meal prep company out of that smoothie bar. It's called Hustle Meal Prep. And it's a completely 100% plant-based meal prep. And um, I order that every week. And that is what I st- stock my fridge with. And and no matter what city you live in, there's someone who has a plant-based meal prep most likely. And if you get on their radar, I always try to tell people to support local. You know, it lowers the it lowers the transportation, it, you know, supporting your local economy. If you've got a meal prep person in your city that does plant-based, hit them up, see if you like it. And that way your fridge is already full of plants. So true. Yeah. I, I love that idea. Um, so let's then imagine you've had this smoothie in the morning, a blender bomb included. And then later in the day, you are going to choose to eat food before you go to bed to you know crave late night hunger. Like, What are you eating later in the day to make sure that you're not going to bed starving? I love carbs. So <laughs> super pasta heavy, super rice, grain heavy. My dinner is always um, either a pasta or a grain full of vegetables, of course. So again, it's that 80-20 mindset where 80% of my meal is going to be whole food, plant-based. So that does include whole grains like quinoa and buckwheat and, you know, whole grain like that. So I try to do that. And then the other 20% will be maybe some olive oil or a little bit of vegan cheese or Parmesan cheese, some whatever I'm feeling. And um, that I feel has helped me the most is eating high carb. So eating high carb, but lower, lower ref- like fat. Not avocado fats, but oils, I would say, and cheese. So eating less of that and higher in carbs and fiber. Yeah, I found for me, I did a lot of marathons about 10 years ago, and that was like the thing that like fueled me through those intense days was just high-carb diets. That's what I've really leaned on a lot over the years. Do you think that that, uh, I mean, even with your lower-intensity workouts, do you still feel like that gives you, I guess, the energy and, and the weight maintenance you might look for in terms of a, a diet that's still sustainable, but one that gives you energy? Like, does it work for you in, in all those different facets? 1,000%. And I can say confidently that I have not counted calories in three years, and I have not weighed myself in three years. And my clothes all fit the same. You know, of course, it fluctuates every now and then mostly based off if I'm drinking alcohol or not is when my <laughs> most. But um the most important thing to me is that I don't even think about food. You know, I don't label food as bad or good. I label it as like um this is this going to fill me up kind of. And I know that cheese isn't going to fill me up. It's going to make me constipated mo- more likely. And I try to eat one banana every day so that my bowel movements look like a banana. And I know you're a banana fan, which is why I always I am. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I want my bowel movements to look like. And then um, with eating high carb, it just keeps you so full that you're not hungry or you're not ravenous after you don't even think about food. So I've got so much going on. You have so much going on. We're working all the time. The last thing I want to do is be hungry. So why not eat calorie dense meals and then just eat, you know, two or three of them, two and a half, three of them in a day, depending on whatever my energy expenditure is. That way I'm not having to stop what I'm doing and eat six different times a day. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, 
That's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, that's very true. And one of the key things about productivity is wanting to reduce distractions and eating is a major distraction if you're going to spend a lot of time going back to the fridge again and again, especially now people working from home a lot more, you have easier access to the kitchen. And I feel like I made that switch five years ago to working at home and it is a real difficulty to really figure out how do I set my own boundaries when I'm working so that I'm eating when it's, you know, when it's healthy for me to do so, but I'm not just gorging on food all day long. Right. And that's where smoothies come into play for me is because they keep me full. It's something I drink. I can multitask with it. And I don't think about food for three or four hours. And then I go get a snack. I don't think about food for three or four hours. And then once I do start eating food or thinking about food, I have a big carb rich dinner. (laughs) Fiber and carb rich, though. So I've heard you do a thing called silent workouts. I would like to hear more about this. Yes. Um, And I'm sure that you feel the same all day. We're either we're intaking information, we're on the phone, we're talking to people, we're talking to our family, we're leading a team, we're just constantly bombarded with noise. And exercise, a lot of people need noise with their exercise. They need loud music, or they need calming music, or they just, they need something stimulating them while they're moving their body. And what I found to work for me, especially since working from home, I also started working from home this year. But working out in silence so that I can actually listen to my body and I can listen to my thoughts. A lot of people say that their their biggest brain dumps and their brightest ideas come when they're in silence. And so when you're working out, your best movements will come when you're in silence, in my opinion. But again, I'm also trained. I'm a personal trainer. Like I know what, what things to do, but if someone has been exercising for long enough, their body knows what to do intuitively. You don't have to have a certification to to work out by yourself without instruction. So are you saying that when you're working out, your goal is to, I guess, listen to your thoughts? Is it like a meditation kind of thing or or just listening to your body and responding to how it feels? I think you're not really going to have any thoughts going on because you're focused on your balance and you're focused on what you want to do next. But it's more so just listening to your body and using your intuition to see what your body needs that day. Maybe it's a stretch. Maybe it's a high intensity workout because when you're in a group setting, you're taking on the energy of everyone else in that room and whatever your teacher is doing might not be what you need that day, or it might be what you need that day, especially when people find someone who's on the same energy wavelength or energy level as them. That's when they fall in love with an instructor because they, their bodies normally need the same things because they're putting out the same amount of energy every day. 
But majority of people, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be on the same wavelength. So trying silent workouts where you're just on your porch, you're in your house, you have no music going on, and you're listening to your breathing, you're listening to how hard you're working, you're challenging yourself. It's I get more energy when I do a silent workout than when I am in a classroom. So how did you discover this? I mean, this sounds fairly similar in, in my experience of doing a lot of exercise where I, mean, I ate for a long time would listen to music while I worked out. And then I switched to no more headphones at all. And so when I go for a long run, I'm just listening to my own thoughts. And I feel like that I'm yeah. more in touch with myself in those experiences. And I find that I actually enjoy the workouts more than just trying, as opposed to trying to just like, you know, fade everything out and just like disappear. It's like I almost want to experience all the things I'm experiencing when I'm doing it. Right, because it's a double whammy. You're with your thoughts, and then you're also moving your body, which is awesome. I actually learned about it first from a girl named Melissa Wood, and her Instagram is Melissa Wood Health, and I've never met her, but she is the one who turned me on to silent workouts. And then I started doing them, and I fell in love. And they only last, you know, five to 15 minutes most of the time. So it's not hard. I don't even change my clothes for it. Yeah. So what do you, what kind of uh, like what kind of workout are you actually doing when you're doing these? Is it more like a stretching, more like a yoga kind of activity or, or what what's really involved here? I would say it's more like body weight exercises mixed with mixed with yoga. So 80 percent body weight. So it'll be like doing reps without a weight. Um, it'll be holding deep stretches when I need to. A lot of up and down movements and just like moving your muscles left and right and resistance training, but where I create my own resistance, whether it's a push up or it's body weight, things like that. I talked about this podcast before is what I called the one minute workout, or it's like throughout your day, you'd stop once an hour and do something to move your body. Is, yes. this, is this the kind of thing you're doing uh, once a day or once a few days or multiple times per day? Like how often do you really commit to, I guess, doing those kinds of physical movements to be engaged like that? Once a day, and that is as intense as my workout gets. Sometimes I go see a trainer like once every two or three weeks just to get a really good strength training session in. But uh, the rest of the time, I just do this. And same thing with your one-minute workout. So if you were to couple like the random sporadic one-minute workout several times throughout the day mixed with like a 15-minute longer session where you're intentional about, um, you know, resistance training and flowing with your body, it's going to be stimulating for you mentally, physically, and emotionally. That's kind of all you need unless like you have goals to build X amount of muscle mass, et cetera. Yeah, that was my next question was kind of do you pair these this kind of this lifestyle of exercise and this like maybe like a slower pace with that one? Is that going to be just to maintain your health long term? Or would you alter this if you're going to like set a goal, like run a half marathon or something? It's actually to maintain my health long term. And what's funny is when I first started personal training, I was high intensity trainer, right? Think orange theory. And it never resonated with me. I was not excited to go to work every day to teach a high intensity class because I just, I didn't naturally have that much energy. I do, but not, I had that much energy to put into work and to relationships, but not into yelling and screaming at other people. (laughs) Right. Um, And so then I switched to, bar teaching bar and I liked that a little bit better but didn't love it then I switched to high intensity yoga hot yoga liked it but I don't like sweating so then I went to slower yoga and then slow flow and then meditation and then deep stretch and I thrived with deep stretch and meditation and that's where I felt my happiest self but people are very different so it's kind of just following your intuition and seeing what you enjoy at that time because who knows in two years 
if I have kids or something, I might want to go bust it out for an hour and do some high intensity stuff. That might be what I need, but I'll, I'll know that that's what I need at that time. Um, and I was, I had to get some blood work done a couple weeks ago and my doctor called me and she was like, Helen, you have the best blood panel I've ever seen in a patient ever since I've been practicing. And I was like, I really think that it's because I'm so in tune with my body, with what it needs to eat, with what I need to do exercise wise, with how much I need to sleep, with waking up early, things like that. And it's, it's changed my life listening to my body and cutting out the crap so that I can listen to it. Well, I love the fact that your blood panel actually showed that what you're doing is working. And that's kind of, it's nice to have that kind of feedback to know, like, you know, if I put the time in and have these healthy habits and the exercise and the diet, that it actually results in not just you feeling better every day, but then your doctor can even, you know, verify that with data. I think that's kind of a cool thing. And I love that you brought up this idea of what I would call it self-awareness or just being able to say, you know, as I you know move through life, I will change what I'm doing to adapt to where I am now. Because I know for a long time, you know, I ran marathons. And so I called myself a marathon runner and yeah. I got to a point where it wasn't working for me anymore. And I had a hard time letting go of it because I like identified with myself as that strongly. And so to not do it was difficult. But I think it's, it's I love the fact that you're really saying, you know, if you need to change, then figure out a new movement for you. Yeah. And it's the hardest thing changing what you pride yourself on. It's that fear of judgment. It's that it's the ego. It's all it's a fear of change, honestly. And so when someone can realize that what ha- was serving them for, you know, 10 years or whatever is no longer serving them and it's time to adjust, it's a really powerful moment when they can embrace that change because it just means that some really good things are about to start happening to you. <laughs> That's very true. You know, one of the things I love to ask my guests on the show is about early mornings, but also about like your morning routine. And so I'd love to hear kind of how you begin your day, what kinds of things you're prioritizing right away. Um, if it's, you know, whether it's based on health or productivity, like what kinds of things do you want to make sure are going to like set the tone for your day? Yes. Love this question. So, and I'll kind of do setting the tone for my week. So on Sundays, I clear out my email inbox just so that I know that on Monday I can have a fresh start where I'm not playing catch up all morning. So Sundays I like to clear out my inbox and then probably about two, sometimes three nights a week, but mostly two nights a week, I sleep separately from my fiance. So I'll sleep in the guest bedroom or mornings where I have to wake up really early. I'll sleep on the sofa because the morning sunlight in our um, living room is so bright that I just wake up naturally to the sunrise and I really enjoy that. But I think it's good for me particularly for me because I sleep better alone. And if I want to be the most productive I can be, then getting a good night's sleep uh, means sleeping alone for me. So no shade to my fiance. Love him. But <laughs> we, like, don't even we'll snuggle for a little bit and then we don't even touch when we're asleep. So it's not I'm not really missing anything. <laughs> you know? And um, But so I do that. And then in the mornings, I actually at the beginning of the year, I probably slept until around 830. And then the middle of the year, I slept in until around 7.30. And now I'm at 6.30. And I love waking up early in the morning. It's completely changed my life. I get an extra two hours in where, um, you know, I read my book. I will meditate. I'll do a little 10-minute meditation. I do a guided meditation, but making strides to do a silent meditation, which would be awesome. But I use this Sam Harris app called Waking Up. And um, then I'll read a little bit of books. Right now I'm reading The Tao of Charlie Munger. And I just finished Let My People Go Surfing, which was a phenomenal book. I actually read it twice back to back because I loved it so much. 
And then I'll take the dog on a walk to go get coffee and come back home and open up my laptop and get to work. And occasionally I do some Instagram scrolling in there, but again, trying to <laughs> but definitely not perfect with that. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, yeah, but I think that's kind of the idea of, you know, having healthy habits or, you know, really intentional habits is that it's not going to be a perfect system. I mean, even even I check email first thing in the morning, even though I frequently have said, don't do that. I still tend to do that all the time. So I, I love this idea of really saying you're going to wake up early, but then, you you know, have the reading time, meditation. Um, I think that I love like setting the tone for your day with that kind of intentionality as opposed to letting work kind of hit you right away. Did you like discover that this was a better flow for you at some point or are you intentional about crafting your routine or just kind of realize it was working well for you? I've tried every single morning routine thing out there and the things that have stuck with me are, you know, reading in the morning and just continuously being learned, like continuously learning. Um, and that's something that the Tao of Charlie Munger has kind of taught me. I listened to his USC commitment speech, uh, speech recently, and he said, you know, the only reason why Berkshire Hathaway is what it is today is because Warren Buffett is just continuously reading and continuously learning and continuously adjusting uh, their strategy based on what he's learning. And so that kind of, it kind of hit me like when you're not growing, you're dying. When you're not learning, you're dying. So I really do try to just always learn first thing in the morning. But I clear out my inbox before I go to bed so that I know that I can not be worried about checking my inbox when I wake up. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely helpful. Um, do you have any other things you do for productivity uh, specifically to help you get more done, whether it's apps or tools or gadgets or anything that you're currently using that you're, you're really enjoying? I actually never, I rarely ever take a phone call. I hmm. rarely ever, um, yeah, I like to communicate through email because the thing is, when I'm on the phone call, I just inherently want to know about their life or I want to ask them how they're doing and play the catch up game. And, you know, there's a time and a place for that. But during work hours, I don't I don't really take phone calls unless it's from someone on my team. and it's, They know it's going to be quick. Um, and another person who does that as well is Mark Cuban. And so when I heard that he does that, I was like, OK, good. That means <laughs> I'm going to do something right because I feel bad, but I just know that I'm going to get distracted and I can 
tell you everything you need to know, either through a voice memo or through an email. And that way I can get, I probably think I get eight times as much done in a day by not taking calls. Yeah, calls and meetings for me are two things that I cut out a long time ago or minimized to the best of my ability because those no doubt are, are a major distraction and a detractor from getting things done. Um, is there anything else about your life we need to know about? I, I'm, I'm very curious. You have all kinds of cool things going on, so I feel like there's a lot more that I, I'm yeah. missing. <laughs> um, I have four, I guess technically four businesses. So I'm, how old am I? I'm 27 years old. And I started Blender Bombs when I was 24. Um, and again, that's a completely bootstrapped company. I started with $300 and it's it's crushing it. It's been doing great. I mean, it has ups and downs. It's not always going up, but <laughs> it's very, it's done well. And from that, we've expanded into, you know, the Blender Bomb retail experience store, which is this hustle smoothie bar. And that's in Charleston. And we're going to be opening up some more um, in the next several years. And then another branch off is this, online marketplace called 8020 market. And this is the smallest and newest business, but it is also my passion and it's my long-term thing because the concept of 8020 has changed my life. So just what we were talking about with morning routines is 80% of my morning routine is super healthy and super stimulating in a good way. And then my 20% is, you know, I do scroll Instagram or you check your email, things like that. But that's okay because 80-20, right? Or, you know, 80% of what I eat in the day is plant-based and that's okay because 80-20. Or, you know, 80% of what I watch or intake throughout the week is um, getting me closer to my goal. So whether it's a Netflix documentary or, you know, a PBS documentary or it's an educational book, but then the other 20% could be Borat, which I watched last night. And that's awesome. And I used to sometimes feel guilty for wasting time watching these kind of brainless shows, but no more because 80-20, right? And so this, this website is a community and it's also a market where, you know, it's me and two other girls and we can kind of sell the products that have really made a difference in our life from beauty products to home products to food products um, to books. And we just started this literally two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's been so fun. And then the last business that we're working on is Tipsy Spritzers. And it is an organic wine-based spritzer, 6% alcohol. And um, that is set to launch next year. It was supposed to launch this year, but with everything with COVID, we're pushing it back to next year. And so I really like the CPG industry. I think it's easy to sell food products because it's something that people consume all the time. And as long as you build a product that actually tastes good and enhances people's lives and makes their lives easier, it shouldn't be that hard to sell, right? Mm. Um, and so I also think one interesting thing about um, our business is that's different than any other business is that we work with our best friends. So there's seven of us full-time with Blender Bombs. And then obviously the smoothie bar has more and some part-time people, but I work with truly some of my best friends in the world and it has never been an issue. Um, I know a lot of people say it can be troublesome working with your spouse or which I work with my spouse too, or working with your friends. But I think if you spend a third of your time working and if you have, you know, good morals and good values and you're transparent with your team about your highs and your lows and your struggles and your strengths and their strengths and their struggles, then there should be no issue working with your friends and family. 
That's awesome. I, I love that. I love the fact that you guys are all working together. I think that's that's a rare thing to see working well. So I'm glad that you have that. And you have so many th- cool things going on. It's amazing like how many you know different entrepreneurial event- ventures you're, you're engaged in. So I think that's really inspiring to see that, yeah, if you've got, got a vision, you can bring things to life. I love that you're, you're doing all of those things. It's so fun. And it's all things that enhance my life, which I which sounds, you know, selfish, but that's the reason why I start these businesses is to make my life easier because therefore it will also make other people's lives easier because we're all human and we all kind of have the same wants and needs. Right. Um, so I just build things that make me satisfied at first. That way I get behind the product. I fall in love with the product and it's super easy for me to sell because I love the product. Right. And if I'm going to be the one funding these companies or the one behind the face behind these companies, then I sure as heck better love these products, right? <laughs> well, I love that at the beginning you said that you even were using your own company's, you know, food because because that's what you wanted to eat that morning. You wanted a smoothie, so you got yeah. one. I feel like that being your own customer is a great thing to do if you um, want to you know, build a big business. I pay a thirty percent upcharge on Uber Eats just to get my own smoothie. <laughs> wow, there you go. Kind <laughs> of money, you know, and um, and also health as well. So. I know that these smoothies are really healthy for me and I know that they're made with love. So, and Uber Eats has definitely charges way too much, but they've also made a lot of people's lives easier. So I'll support it. Well, there you go. I love that. Well, Helen, this has been amazing. There's so many cool things you have going on. Obviously I want our listeners to learn more from you, to dig into what you're doing. So what's the best place they should go to, to really dig into what you're doing now? Um, I would say the easiest place would be just go to my personal Instagram and in the bio, it links to all the other brands. And my personal Instagram is at hush up and hustle. And that was kind of just like my original personal trainer Instagram. I still haven't changed the name, (laughs) but yeah, it's at hush up and hustle. And from there you can link to all the other businesses for sure. And tell your wife, thank you so much for loving the blender bombs because we'll send you some more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've already bought some more for her anyway for her birthday coming up. So I feel like that's just, you know, part of her new, uh, she's on a, new, a whole new dietary change herself. And I feel like the blender bomb is actually a, a really cool uh, kind of integration into a dietary switch. And I feel like for her, it's made that a lot easier. Good. That's the plan. Make things easier. Make eating more plants easier. That's right. Definitely. Well, Helen, this has been awesome. I'm super excited for listeners to hear everything you mentioned today. I'll have links for your Instagram page as well as your other things going on as well in the show notes page this week. But uh, other than that, thanks a lot. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. And we can even give your listeners a code for the Blender Bombs if they want. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. We can do the code Miracle and that'll be 20% off. Okay. Perfect. I'll make sure to include that as well. Awesome. Let's do it. Thank you so much. And for that action step this week, give your smoothie a boost by trying out Blender Bombs. I was serious when I said that my wife Tessa is now loving using Blender Bombs in her morning smoothie, and I think you'll love them too. Uh, Helen is offering my listeners 20% off by using code MIRACLE at blenderbombs.com. And of course, you can go to the show notes page this week at jeffsanders.com slash 365 for all of the links discussed this week, including that discount code. That's all I've got for you on the show this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. 
Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.